Blog Talk Radio. are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. Hey, T, feels good to be in the studio. <laughs> hey, Alicia, girl. Yes, it does. It seems like we haven't been up in here in a minute, but it's always good to come back home, girl. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's because we've been doing what, T? Let's Chat Live. Yes, we have. Make sure y'all check us out. Live Thursdays here on Let's Chat. Absolutely, absolutely. So, T, how's your week? How was your weekend? You know, so much going on. Absolutely, Lisa. You know, no grass goes under our feet here. With the ladies of Let's Chat, we have been busy on and off the air. We have so many projects behind the scenes that we're trying to complete just to bring some awesome things to the readers as well as the listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a fabulous show on today. We have three fabulous guests. We have uh, author, domestic abuse uh, advocate and radio host, Dr. Purpose Kern. We have author, activist, and philanthropist, uh, and poet, Kofar Myers. And then we have the editor-in-chief of Proof Magazine and radio host, Latanya Michelle. So I'm excited. We have a good show on tap today. Let's open up, T. Absolutely. Welcome once again. Y'all, I know y'all think it's Thursday or Friday, but it's actually Monday. (laughs) 
We have a special night tonight along with our special guests. But for all those that are just tuning in for the very first time, we want to thank you and say welcome. And just to give you guys a little bit of what Leisha and I do here on Let's Chat, you know, Leisha and I started off uh, about six, seven years ago uh, just being readers, you know, because we love the word. But our show has evolved into so much more than just reading. We now have a diverse number of guests that have come to the doors of Let's Chat, such as lawyers, editors, magazine people that you will see tonight. We've had sports. We've had all walks of the arts come to the doors of us chat, and we so appreciate them sharing some of their most valuable time with Alicia and I as well as our guests. But we love doing what we do in a royal way. It's just the dopeness of the arts. Now, our show allows all our readers, authors, and everyone associated with arts to interact in the fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it, what they do, as well as why they do it. And y'all know it gets passion up, up in here in the chat room. And we have three fabulous guests tonight. I can't wait for them to get into the studio and share their passion with us. So once again, welcome. Get ready for a great show. At least you know, always give us these titles, Creativity and Expansion. <laughs> you know you got to well, expound upon that. <laughs> Well, see, this is the thing, you know, um, whenever you're thinking about the arts, whether it's music, whether it's um, writing, it's it's all part of our creativity. Um, but when you are an author, when you take that and you turn that passion, that poet, that thought, that passion into a um, a book, a song of movement, then that's expansion. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, well, I'm going to be excited to hear what our guests feel about that uh, topic, creativity and expansion, because we have a really diversified uh, guest list tonight. So I'm excited to hear what they have to say and share their experience. Absolutely. Our first guest is going to be uh, Dr. Purpose. I'm excited. Uh, Just her energy is so awesome. Um, She has Mm -hmm. so much just to offer being able to be, first of all, a strong black woman. We're going to have to find a new word for strong black woman. (laughs) We do. Because, you know, know, I I, I don't want to be considered a strong black woman because that kind of denotes that I can take it all and have no reaction to it, and that is just far from the truth. I got a mm-hmm. whole lot of other names that you can call us, but uh, I want to just step back a little bit from strong black woman. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to have to find a new name for that um, because, you know, yes, we are fierce. Yes, we are um, passionate. Yes, we are influencers. Um, but, you know, our strength is beyond just that that society mm-hmm. deems it to be. So we're going to need to have to come up with a fitting name uh, for that mm-hmm. because, you know, women are strong go-getters. Um, mm-hmm. We make things happen right down to when you were little and you guys didn't have much of nothing and your mama go into that kitchen and she makes something out of nothing. It'd be the best meal. You don't know where she got it from, what she put in it. <laughs> she got a whole a whole meal with dessert. A whole cake. Exactly. And the cake was good. (laughs) I can so relate to that, Lee. I can hook up a sandwich in a minute with just mayonnaise and bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We got to take a brief break, and then we will be back 
with Dr. Purpose. Okay. I want to play some of this dance floor. Shout out to Irving Pope. Uh, he will be in the chat room kicking it with us, talking that talk about his new album uh, and his new projects he has on the way. So this is a song uh, from his new album called Dance Floor. Cause I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come and dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move Like how you're doing what you're doing you, you got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it Your body, body, body Drop it down low then you pick it up I want it, want it, want it I want you so bad I can't get enough your body, 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 ooh, got me in my feelings. Girl, you're a star, that's what you are. You know, you know, you're doing something to me. Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride. Yeah, this thing's going on between us, something I can't find. Cause I've been trying to find you Cause I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come and dirty wine To come and dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move I, I love the way you move Like how you doing what you do Like how you doing what you do You, yeah, you yeah. got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it Your body, body, body Tell me about the big, I don't even care no. I want it, want it I want you to myself, I don't want to share Your body, body, body Ooh, got me in my feelings Girl, you're a star Ooh, that's what you are You know, you know you're doing something to me Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride This thing's going on between us Like how you doing what you do. I like what you're doing, what you do. You got me 
Yes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia, and you know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Alicia, girl. Girl, you just played some of my favorites in rotation. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. If you want to send us independent music or even mainstream music, feel free to send it to the chat radio show at gmail.com. We love music. We love to be able to support and promote uh, artists of all uh, kinds. So, We'll be will, more than happy to uh, enjoy your music. Uh, but that was uh, Keith Robinson. Now, Keith Robinson is more than just an actor. He has really been heavy into music for years. He has multiple albums mm-hmm. out. This is for his new album that's getting ready to come out, Love Apostolic 2, uh, Love Language. So I'm excited. Uh, we play that like we can get it on, the, uh, <laughs> on Google Play, but you cannot, not yet. So we appreciate them always. Yes, we appreciate them always sending us uh, music before it comes out. You know, I love to be able to do that because I love Mm -hmm. his music. And um, EP Pope, uh, he is actually a mega producer, but he is a jazz. He's a jazz artist as well, and so his jazz albums are everything. Um, And just Mm -hmm. even to be able to sit and watch him create. Um, it's just so awesome. I love creativity. Mm-hmm. That's why I did today's topic, creativity and expansion, because creativity, you have to uh, expand at some point in time uh, when you are a creative. That's how you grow what it is that you are birthing out. Absolutely. I totally agree. And we have our first fabulous guest here in the chat room, Dr. Purpose. Karn. Hey, how are you? Hey, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I got to get adjusted and accustomed to this um, Facebook stuff, and I'm used to being in a studio, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we totally understand. <laughs> we totally understand. Now, before we get started, we love to be able to have our listeners experience uh, our guests on the show. So we want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Okay. Um, my name is, I go by the name of Dr. Purpose. Um, and most people ask me, where did the name come from? I picked it from the Bible when the Bible says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And so um, that's why purpose would it be. I am a author of six books. I'm currently on a book tour, six month book tour, as you know, with Nico. Um, Mm -hmm. As well as we're getting my um, first book that's called Stretch Beyond Measures, we're in the process of getting that. Um, it's already on a manuscript, so now we're trying to get it processed and up and running. The stage play, hopefully, around January or February of next year. And I also am the owner, founder of a domestic violence um, nonprofit organization, 501c3, called Divine Destiny Ministry and Crisis Center for Women that dealt with domestic violence and sex trafficking. So that's a little bit of about who I am, as well as the host and, you know, the rest. Uh, well, that's a lot, mm-hmm. honey. Make it do what it do. 
Mm-hmm. I, you have to. You have to. When you have so much passion inside of you, you have to create your own lane that encompasses everything that is you. You know what I'm saying? It has to be able to um, be really your soul that people are seeing in different aspects of the things that you do. Tell us a little bit about um, how you started going into becoming an advocate for um, domestic abuse and sex trafficking. Okay. Basically, um, oh, my God. I I hate to say it like that, but, you know, um, everything to me is purpose, you know, even the good and the bad. And I have to take the bad, and God said everything that you went through with your bad, he will turn it around for your good. And mm-hmm. I went through, I was married for 13 years, my previous marriage, and so I went through domestic violence. A lot of people didn't know, and a lot of people did know. A lot of it I tried to hide. Um, I'm a very transparent, open person, and um, finally, when God delivered me out of that marriage, um, I walked into my ministry, which was in October of 2001, and um, I started doing domestic violence, you know, becoming an advocate, because what I believe what is your purpose becomes your passion, and Uh at that time, I didn't realize how I was in this situation, and I thank God for delivering me. I've been 20 years out of domestic violence, so I've become not only just a, a person that went through it through experience, I have educated myself, I went to school for it, as well as became an advocate, and I feel like I'm the voice for domestic violence here in Houston, Texas. Mm. That's awesome. Now, Dr. Purvis, this is Tony, and uh, thank you so much for sharing that because I think uh, there's so many people that actually need to hear that, and especially during these trying times that we're going through where a lot of us have been forced to be um, secluded with those that may be abusing us, whether it's men or women. Do you Did you ever feel at some point during the 13 years of your previous marriage that the abuse was as a result of being your fault? Well, I'm going to tell you how, how they go. You know, it, it's all about the mind thing. And one thing mm-hmm. I have to say, being a woman of God, being a, mm-hmm. a woman that is a prophetess, I literally felt his spirit before mm-hmm. I had. While we were in the relationship, it was nothing physical that he'd done to me at first. It mm-hmm. was just a feeling. Like I said, I wasn't into the word like I am now. I wasn't a ministry, right. in ministry at the time. But it was something that I just sent. And so once that started, I promise you, probably a, two weeks later, that's when the physical abuse started. So, yes, as mm-hmm. a, as a as a victim, you have your abuser constantly drilling in your head, Mm-hmm. It's your fault. You're the reason why I'm hitting you. You're the reason why I'm beating you. And I found exactly. myself to be very apologetic. I apologize mm-hmm. even times when it wasn't my fault. And I'm trying, right. even now, I'm almost 50 years old, if God said the same on Christmas, I'm still trying to retransform my mind. I'm, I'm saying, I don't say I'm sorry anymore. I say I apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I realized that's what they wanted to hear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yes, I I don't feel that it was my fault. I had to reprogram myself to understand it was nothing that I did. It was nothing that I said. It wasn't my actions. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that triggered. It was their own mindset. The majority of the people that have dealt with domestic violence, that all the, uh, the, um, the abusers 
normally have, this is um, what I would say, learned behavior. Most of the time, mm-hmm. this is something that they've learned, they've seen it, you know, it's patterns. They've seen it over and over before. And I even had to make that cautious decision to apologize to my children because I didn't even mm-hmm. realize what effect it may have on them, especially as my daughters. You know, we uh-huh. always have uh-huh. uh-huh. daughters, and we don't want the same pattern or the same seeds that have been sown, which were, was their father. You know, right. and, so, and I think a lot of people need to hear that because they may feel that it's your Therefore, and I'm glad you shared that uh, to know, to let them know that it's not your fault that these things are happening. Oh yeah, and you have to understand this is a psychological, and then this is a spiritual warfare. So uh-huh. it's nothing that a person's supposed to do. I don't care what they do, that a man or a woman have the right to put their hands on anybody. I mean, that is a disrespect. And what are you teaching your children or the other generations? And we have to understand that we have to break the generational curses. A lot of people don't believe in generational curses, but trust me, I know this stuff has been passed down from down, and it may not hit. You know, we talked about we reap what we sow. It may not hit your generation. It may not be you that have went through the abuse. I have a sister. I have siblings. My sister has not been through domestic violence, but I did. And 13 years is a very long time. So oh. to be educated and to have went through that, and I promise y'all, I probably wouldn't have left that marriage because I wanted what looked on the outside to look so perfect. I wanted things to feel I was so educated. We lived in a first colony, you know, a nice neighborhood. We drove nice things. You know, when people seen us together, we looked perfect. But in the inside or inside the house, I was getting black eyes. I was getting beat. I was being put down. My children started witnessing it. And I think that's when the effect, when my youngest daughter, who was four at the time, my husband was getting ready to hit me over the head with a um, picture. And I was holding I was youngest daughter. And when my young, my four-year-old told him, Daddy, why was you going to hit Mama with that picture? I think it was like a light bulb went off in his head. And he realized, wow, look what I'm doing to this woman. So the abuse stopped physically. But then there was the, um, um, I, I'll, I also use, when you have, when you were a person and they're um, sexually active, you know what I'm saying, with other people, all of that is a part of um, domestic violence. And we don't include that in there, but the Bible talks about defiling the bed, you know, and I was trying to hold on to something that wasn't even a marriage just for namesake. And I'm trying to make sure that I preach to people now. It's not worth it. It's not worth that you're putting your children in danger as well as yourself. We don't have, right now we're going through this pandemic. We're saying that people are dying left and right. So tomorrow is not promised to anyone. So why put our own self in danger if we know we're in a domestic violence situation? If it looks like it's domestic violence, I'm telling everybody, get out. Your life is worth it. We talk about Black Lives Matter, but we have to realize our life matters just as well. That was powerful and much needed. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Now, once you, you were able to get out and, and kind of get yourself back on track, you decided to sit down and write this book. 
Now we are here <laughs> on the chat. We always talk about a thing that's called a go moment. And the go moment is always when thought and execution come together. What was what right. was going through your mind at that time when you decided to say, boom, let me do this? The first thing I have to say is um, I came from an abusive background. Um, my mother was very abusive physically and verbally and mentally. So I kind of attract that same type of person. And when I when God had finally got me out, I decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. I always wanted to finish getting my education. I went back to school. I started my own business as an entrepreneur. And my whole mindset was, okay, I'm going to go, and when I graduate and get my bachelor's degree, I'm going to work for CPS. And God made sure I did that. But the difference between that was I wasn't going there for a job. Thing, every job that I've been on has been ministry. So when I go to a job, I'm always the minister. I'm always talking to women that have been through these situations. And it's hard when you have to face something and say, you know what, I've been there. I know how it feels to have those black eyes. I know how it feels to be somebody that's put down. I don't know what it feels like. Just when I hear compliments to this day, it's like I don't know how to receive it because I'm so used to being told you're black, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, you'll never be mm. nothing. I wish I had you. And I had to understand. I had to draw closer to God. And when I started realizing what he said, he said, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. You know, you're made in my image. You do have purpose. And I started having to retrain myself to understand, you know, what God has a calling on my life. Because there was many times that with this book, Stretch Beyond Measures, my mom literally, and I tell everybody, sometimes something has to die in order for something to live. And my mom actually died. And when my mom died, it was like my ministry was birthed. I was able Uh to open up talk about everything that I had went through all the way from child molestation from the age of one through the, through abuse all the way from 18, I'd say through 30, 35 years old because she couldn't get me physically, but she still had me mentally. You know, she still could say something that still would damage me. And then to be in that marriage for 13 years. So the, the book is called Stretch Beyond Measures because even with the Bible, it says that everybody has been given a measure of faith. So according to your measure of faith is literally what you're calling it. And so to me, it's like, God, you literally had to stretch me to get me to the position that I'm in now. And I'm still being stretched. I'm still being tested. The enemy is not through with me. He knows that I'm aware of what's going on. Now I'm in the phase of my life that I'm understanding that I have authority over the enemy. I have authority to decide who I want in my life. I have the authority to be happy. I have the authority to live like I'm supposed to, but also doing God's will and making him happy, and that's all that matters. I love it. I love it. And now when you sat down and you started writing this book, was it uh, what was the process like for you reliving um, what you were trying to heal from? You know, um, I tell everybody, um, as a psychologist, I tell everybody, journaling, when I was in the psychiatric ward, they're going to give you a pen and a piece of paper and tell you to write down. And I got to that point where I kept a journal, well, I would say a paper and a pen on the side of my bed. And it was like God would just give me things. First of all, it was the name, Stretched Beyond Measures. So then, like I said, I looked up and seen what Stretch Beyond Measures. And he gave me a terminology for every word that was scripture. 
And so I had to understand, you know what, you allowed, how is this going to, you say everything works out for the good. How is this going to work out for my good? There's parts of me that I can never get back. If there's parts of me that I don't like to talk about, and it do take me to a place, I'm still in the healing process. I think that's something that, you know, we say we delivered from, but there's always something because I have to relive my life through other people that I'm trying to rescue and pull them out of that situation. So I don't think I will ever be totally, it would never leave, you know, my presence or whatever. I decided, mm-hmm. okay, the Bible talks about once you have been healed, now you go back and you get your brothers and your sisters. So that's what I think is, is why I call it ministry, because that's what I'm doing. I'm letting people realize you don't have to take that abuse. You're worth more than that. And that's what I realize about a lot of us women, that we don't know our self-worth. We're not taught our mm-hmm. self-worth. I can say that about myself. If my mother would have instilled and my father would instill you're beautiful, you're a beautiful black girl. Look what we're going through now. Look at We're talking about black magic and black lives matter and, you mm-hmm. know, things that we didn't talk about before. I'm a dark-skinned girl. I'm a big black girl with a small waist. I was not accepted back then. Now I'm accepted now. So now I have to catch up to my mindset to how I look and see that I'm perfectly made. But it's still hard because you, I am reliving. And especially I think when this play come out, I think that's when it's really going to hit me because I'm going to be saying, like, this is my life. People are going to think this is a story, but it's my story. Mm-hmm. It's my reality. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful, uh, Dr. Puzz. This is Tony. You know, you, you, you spend so much time, such as in your case, where you have been experiencing such abuse put towards you that, it's a healing process, and each person heals differently. The amount of time, the type of healing, you know, how was your healing process as you wrote this book? How how was it therapeutic for you to get these words onto paper and out oh to, to, to those that need I'm to hear it? You, I'm going to tell you what was the, the therapeutic part of it, not, not even writing the book. It was when mm-hmm. I gave the book to my ex-husband, and he read the book. And mm. a lot of the stuff, when he came back to me and apologized to me in front of the whole church, he was um, came out on a visit. To hear the words from your abuser tell you, I'm sorry for what I did, and to reverse it and say, it was not your fault, it was my fault. And also to be mm-hmm. that same person in the relationship that he's in now. So you can see, sometimes an abuser does not change. You have to want to change. So my healing mm-hmm. part I think was when I finally heard him say, I'm sorry, I apologize. I Mm -hmm. lost the good thing. I'm sorry I did to our family, broke our family up. But at that time, God had moved me on, gave me Mm -hmm. another husband. I'm living, I feel like I'm living, I'm finally living my purpose. I'm finally finally Mm -hmm. living the things that I have sold that I did not see because there was many times, like I said in my book, that I talked about I was institutionalized twice. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as being institutionalized, people saying, okay, but you're a minister. You're a praise and worshiper. Or, you know, I knew it was demonic. I knew it was the enemy. But I had, to me, I had no reason to live. I needed that assurance to say, okay, God, why do I need to live? All I'm doing is getting abused. What else do I need? 
you know, mm-hmm. and I had to mm-hmm. t- turn that thing around and realize, you know what, because you have purpose. It's so much more mm-hmm. that God has for you to do. And I just recently lost two brothers a couple of years ago, back to back. And that's when God mm-hmm. showed me, he said, if I wanted to take you, I could. You see how quickly I can take somebody? And that's when I had to realize, uh-huh. you know, girl, you got purpose. And it's bigger than what I can ever imagine. So many doors and opportunities have opened up because I finally started walking in my purpose. So you can't wow. tell me anything different. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's powerful, Dr. Purpose. This is still Tony. Now, that was the last thing that I expected you to say, that you gave your book to your ex-husband. Can you oh, share yeah. with us why you did that? And what did you feel that that was a part of your healing and being able to move on? You know, sometimes people, because I'm so transparent, I think sometimes people think that I'm making up my stories, you know. And one thing my mama used to tell me when I was growing up, because I lived in Louisiana, and I used to tell my, you know, everything. So my mom used to say, you talk too much. Stop telling everything. But I realized that was mm-hmm. part of my personality. So even the things you could see, the innocence that was in me, because I would tell things, you know, like, okay, I, this person just had sex with me, or I did this and that. I didn't know that those things were things that were wrong. So when I became, got in the abusive relationship, yes, those were the things I was trying to hide from people that became not inward but outward. So it was like the appearance, you've seen the abuse. You've seen it because every time he was telling me different things, I'm going to kill you if you leave me, I'm going to kill you, family. So you have to realize they're actually telling you different things that everybody else that can't look at that person and say, this person was abusing you? Come on now. So because people, mm-hmm. I didn't think that people believed things that I was saying. But I'm so open and transparent. Everybody that knows me will tell you that. She's very transparent. Even my children say, Mom, why is everybody like you, you know, so open? Because I don't want them to find out anything. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I know I can't protect them from everything, but I know I can train up my children in the way they should go. And I don't want them, mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm trying to bash their father. My son had to witness a lot of the abuse. And even my young, but my younger daughter, she doesn't remember it. But mm-hmm. to live that life, I have to instill in them, you know, as being young women, you know, don't get with a man that's going to do this. I tell them about the warning signs. So that's not the only book that I wrote. But giving that book to him was like, I didn't think he was going to read it, first of all. But when mm-hmm. he called me back, because the children were still young, and he admitted to me, you know, Oh, wow, I don't even remember half of this stuff that was happening. Majority of the time, he was drinking. So he didn't Mm -hmm. remember a lot of the acts that had taken place. But trust me, I remembered everything. I think I was Mm -hmm. literally taking everything in. I was note-taking. God knew one day I was Mm going to have to write a book. He knew one Mm -hmm. day this was going to turn into a gospel stage play. So only God Mm. knew why I gave my husband, my ex-husband, that book. It, It was just a faith thing, and he received it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful, Dr. Purvis. This is still Tony, you. you know. I want to ask you, you know, you've had such a journey and you've gone through so much and you've written about it. What yeah. is the biggest takeaway that you have found out about yourself point in your life, going through what you've uh-huh. gone through? What I've gone what I'm going to tell you what I, what I just found out about myself. I used to call myself weak. I thought I was so weak and because I used to let him beat on me or I used to take, you know, let people talk to me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I realized now that I'm telling my story, I have so many people coming back saying, you know what, 
wow, you're so strong. So now I'm realizing I am strong. I have been through a lot that a lot of mm-hmm. people probably could not have walked through this or been able to tell my their story. And just to mm-hmm. say I've been through all of this since the age of one years old, I'm almost 50 years old, and I can tell this story, and I take nothing back. I take nothing away from it. I add mm-hmm. nothing to it. It is what it is, and my purpose came out of this. So I thank God that he chose me, and that's what I took out of it. That God, you felt enough about me. And I don't want to – I'm almost getting emotional because it do make you, when you think about the spiritual journey, when he chose me, he chose mm-hmm. me and he knew what, my, what the ending was going to be before my beginning. And to know that I was going to endure so much pain and hurt and go through so much abuse and take that thing what the enemy meant for my bad and work it out mm-hmm. for my good where I glorify him, I worship him, I praise him, I live for him, you can't tell me to get any better than that. Mm. That's what it's all about. It's about mm-hmm. God. She found God through this whole journey, and I was able to use her story and her life to help her go back and rescue others that's going through the same thing, that haven't got to the place where I am. And it was a long journey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I can take out of it. I'm very strong. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a testament to, to your inner strength as well as your faith. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I call stretch beyond measures. It's the stretching mm. is the faith. That's what stretching mm-hmm. is. It's your level of faith. The more you go through, you already know. It's another devil. It's a, it's, it's a smaller devil at the beginning, but the more, mm-hmm. the, the higher your purpose is, the higher your calling is, is the more that you have to endure. And the Bible talks mm-hmm. about in order to reign with me, you're going to have to suffer with me. But the difference is, is when you live in righteousness, you're going through for righteousness' sake. So that's the difference. He covers you. He got your back. I'm not going to let you die through this thing because I have to let you live because I have to let you tell this testimony. So I'm trying to tell y'all ladies that because that's what God has to keep re-putting inside of my my, my mindset to understand that you're going to pull a multitude. You're going to change a generation. You're going to change something that we're looking at black men right now getting beat daily, but they're forgetting about their beating uh, the black women. Majority of the women, and I can't be biased when I talk about that because I do know some Caucasian women or different other races that have been, went through domestic violence. The majority of us is black women. And what we think is functional is really dysfunctional. That's functional to us. And so if I can go back and rescue somebody, and you can look at me and think I'm all of this and I'm pretty and I'm all that, but you don't know the inside. You don't know what I had to endure. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what, I, what path I had to walk to get to where I'm at. Nothing was handed down to me. It came out of faith, and my faith walked with God, and me trusting him that he's going to do something with my life and get the glory out of it. Absolutely. And also knowing that, a lot of times we replicate what we hate. And there are men that are in abusive situations oh, because yeah. of women that were abused and they have taken that abuse and they have turned it and, and mirrored it on someone else. And sometimes it can be your children. So it's very important that we kind of understand that with change, we actually have to conquer our own toxicness. 
because yes, uh, depending on what you go through, you become toxic yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. What was your your turning point, your your changing point for you um, through this whole project? I think some of it was um, now that my children are older, some of the things that I replicated or some of the things that I did that I wouldn't have never labeled it as abuse, that my mm-hmm. children were old enough to sit down with me as their mother and say, Mom, when I was growing up, you did this or you did that. Now, the only thing you can do, a lot of times we want to get defensive. <laughs> and half the time, I really don't remember a lot of things. But like you said, sometimes we take our anger out on our children or somebody else. We're breaking things up in the house and stuff like that. I did not want to turn to who my abuser, which you said, something toxic. I did. I uh-huh. see myself at one point turning to that person. And I had to identify who that person was. And I can identify that spirit in other people. They may say, no, that's not even me, but you you recognize the spirit. A spirit recognizes a spirit. And when my children came to me and said, Mom, you did this or you did that, first thing I had to do was say, you know what, I apologize. I probably wasn't as wise as I am now, but now mm-hmm. if you say I did it, I apologize. And I think sometimes that's all we need to hear is I apologize for my actions. I probably didn't know any better, but now I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my God, you have such a powerful um walk. Uh and we're excited that you were able to take time and come and chill with us there in the chat room. Now here in the chat room we like to do something fun. Uh you're a first time <laughs> guest. We know you'll be back again. We like to do something fun in the chat room because we you know, we like our listeners to be able to experience our guests. You know, that's part of the packaging, your personality, your story. That draws people into you and creates word of mouth. So T is going to give you a uh, a quick, fun question. Normally, it's a riddle. I don't come okay. up with them. It's all on T. Holy. Go ahead, T. I'm ready. Well, Dr. Peppers, we so appreciate you coming and sharing your, your journey with us because, you know, I'm sure you have touched someone that's listening tonight, and we thank you for that. But uh, your fun question tonight, and just listening to you, this is what came to my mind. You remember that big box of crayons we used to have growing up that we just mm-hmm. had all the colors under the sun? Now, mm-hmm. you are one of those colors in that box of crayons, so you can even make up your own color. Give us a color that describes you and why you feel that that describes you. Oh, wow, this is a good one. Purple. I, I, I'm telling y'all, oh. look, I had, when, we, when we got our house built, my husband and my daughter, we came up with a color scheme, right, which was teal. Uh-huh. But for some odd mm-hmm. reason, my bedroom became purple, and we renewed our vows last year on our 13th wedding anniversary. So purple is domestic violence awareness color. That's our color. Mm-hmm. That also represents okay. royalty. So now purple just so happened to be my favorite color now. So I would say purple. Purple represents oh. who I am, a survivor of domestic violence. See, and that, that, that one was for you. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> that was yes, good it was. And you was ready for it. You didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> oh, girl, that's how God do you. Like, you 
he'd be on top of it like that. I'm telling y'all, that's, I look around my room and I realize, like, why the heck do I like purple? That's not even my favorite color. But when you start understanding who you are, you you walk mm-hmm. right into your purpose. It, it just comes to you just like that. That's God. See, and that was him having me to give you that question. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> You're so welcome. Well, we so appreciate you. you coming and kicking with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can find you, uh, as well as your website and where everybody can get your book and the next meet and greet or uh, event that you will be attending. Okay, good. Okay. Um, what I just now heard somebody post on Facebook was that they were closing down California. I'm not 100% sure of that, but the next book tour, we will be meeting in um, Los Angeles, California. And my books, one is called Stretch Beyond Measures. One is called How to Deal with Death, Dying, and Grief. One is um, How to um, Walk into Your Purpose, How to Be Coached by Dr. Purpose, something like that. I can't even think of the name of it. And my last Mm -hmm. recent book was You Told My Mother You Would Never Hit Me Again. And so this can be found on Amazon. Um, you can reach me at Dr. Purpose, together, one word, Karn on Facebook, or Ladera Karn on Facebook, or you can follow me on Instagram under Dr. Underscore Purpose or Divine Destiny Ministry and Crisis Center and so much more. You'll find different links to different things that I do. Hmm. But thank you. And, you know, you are welcome back anytime. All you have to do is just say the word now that I know how to get in. I'm trying to text Lisa. <laughs> hey, how can I come in? So I thank you, ladies, so much for your time. I thank you for your patience with me. I know I'm a talker. Y'all, y'all know how the talk host goes. But um, thank you for even thinking about, you know, putting me on your show. This is, like I said, this is the opposite opportunity because I'm used to the one that's asking the question. So to be Told uh-huh. the questions, like I said, God has taken me to a whole different journey. So thank you, women. God bless y'all, what y'all doing. Uh, and I will support you. you anytime. So when y'all want to get me on, at least just hit me up. Let me know when the next time. We appreciate you guys' purpose. <laughs> thank you. You have, have a good, good night. Evening. You too, ladies. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. I loved her spirit. She was awesome. Amazing. Yes, I know. Listen, and she's been through so much, and you know, so much to still be a blessing to other people. I love it. Mm-hmm. Me too. That was good. Well, and know, somebody have, got a word tonight. Absolutely. So that helps somebody. It, yes, it did. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We got our next fabulous guest kicking in with us here in the chat room. She is editor-in-chief of Prove Magazine, radio host. I mean, this girl models, you name it, she's uh, she does it. And she is just mm-hmm. a ball of joy. I love her. Hey, how are you, queen? <laughs> Hi, ladies. How y'all doing? <laughs> we are good, sister. How are you? Wait, when did we add model to the list? But anyway, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm speaking that thing. I'm speaking that thing into existence right there. I'm speaking it. You know, you, you, you're the see. You, you got a magazine. 
queen. You're a model now. Because why are you going to be on covers? You're going to be on pages. You're going to be on other I people's pages. It. I mean, hey, you're a model now. I love you, baby. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How y'all doing today? We are not bad. We are having a great time in the chat room, and we thank you for joining and make it even better. Yay. It's a pleasure well, to know, be here. Thank you for having here, me. You are more than welcome here. Let's chat. We love to be able to let our listeners hear a little bit about you. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey. My Oh, my gosh. Ugh, where do we start? I'm Latanya Michelle. Um, I am a military Air Force brat. My dad was in the Air Force, and then I went in the Air Force and uh, traveled all over the world. I lived in Japan, Spain, Washington State. Um, I'm originally from Arkansas. I call Washington, D.C. home, but I'm now here in Atlanta. I've been here for the last four years, and I intend to make this my home. Um, I got a lovely son, 30 years old, and I got two grandsons, six and um, two, Lennox and Logan. And um, mm-hmm. came to Atlanta, left the uh, military world, the government world, and top secret and all of that stuff just to, to take a step on faith and um, take a chance on me. And I've been in Atlanta, been doing my own thing, been doing kind of like in the entertainment world, doing media, uh, red carpets, mm-hmm. hosting events, speaking, and loving me and showcasing people and um Letting people know the importance of taking care of themselves and making themselves a priority. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Miss Model, we speaking it into existence. You don't sound like you have a thirty-year-old son and two grandchildren. She don't look saying. like it either. She don't look like it either. She don't look like it. No, ma'am, she don't. Mm-mm. You know what, y'all? You know what? I, I was listening to the previous guest, and I'm also mm-hmm. uh, a survivor of domestic violence. So for like thirteen of my years, thirteen of my years married, I used to get my tail beat all the time, and I couldn't yeah. smile, I couldn't laugh, I couldn't think for myself, I had no confidence, I couldn't look in a mirror or any of that stuff. So when I finally got free and found myself, I promised myself mm-hmm. that I would be the happiest person that people would would run into. Like me being mm-hmm. useful and happy, I earned it. I earned it because for so many years I didn't have it. So that's why I mm-hmm. smile so hard. That's why I pour into other people and stuff because I understand and I know what it feels to be a prisoner in your own world. Mm. Wow. She said 13 years, Leash, and our previous guest was in a 13-year abusive marriage as well. So that seems to be the number tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's always a hard thing, especially during this COVID, you know, domestic abuse is on the rise. I think a lot of times, you know, people get into relationships, they get into them uh, for the wrong reasons or something happens and, and it, a reset period ap- uh, appears. But when we have the hustle and bustle of life, you got work, school, this, that, you don't have time to just sit in that person's space. Um, but during this COVID, you know, everybody has had to deal with not working, uh, working through problems and, and, and relationships. And, you know, sometimes you, a lot of people have found this is not where I need to be. Um, 
And so I'm I'm glad that you were able to get out of that situation and be able to to bring your your son out of that situation, um, so that he does not replicate um, the those things that that he may have experienced and may not have experienced. If you could uh, drop jewels on someone that is um, coming out of that situation to rebuild, what are some jewels you would drop on the, on anyone in that? situation coming out well definitely like you just mentioned if you have children you have got to consider your children like my son saved me if it wasn't for my son I probably would still be there and I probably would still be broken but I remember looking at him one day and remembering and and thinking that I don't want him to repeat this cycle you know and I don't want him to mentally have to go through the mess because I'm the most important person. I was the mo- at the time before he got married. <laughs> I was the most important woman in his life. And uh-huh. if I, if I'm constantly saying I love you to him, he's saying I love you, and we have a great relationship, but I'm getting my tail beat and I'm not doing anything about it. He's gonna think it's okay. If his mother can get yeah. beat up, get up, get beat, why can't anybody else? That's the norm. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I had to break that cycle and I had to retrain his mind not just my own, but I had to retrain his mind and let him know this is not the norm. And I'm sorry for what I put you through. As a matter of fact, you guys, I, you know, I, I just released the first magazine in um, the first print edition of Proof Magazine. And in, in, the letter, in the magazine, I wrote a letter to my son um, titled um, A Letter to My Black Son. And in that letter, I'm apologizing to him on a couple different things. And I've apologized to him before, but I wanted to start that let the the magazine off right and mm-hmm. and and um open up a open up a chain where people could really see that you know sometimes we take scenarios for granted and we're so caught mm-hmm. up in our own stuff that we don't realize that we're hurting other people so mm-hmm. I always tell abusive women and I know we don't it's easy for me to say that I'm out of it but the first time is their fault is their fault. The second time mm-hmm. they hit you and you choose to stay, you got to understand you are now part of the problem too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we we have to do better. We have to do better and we have to build up these women's self-esteem and men too because men go through abusive relations too. We we have to focus on these self-esteem and, 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 and get people to, to tap into how they got there and why they stay, you know, because until they tap into that and understand it, they're never going to leave. That's so true. I love it. Absolutely. Now I want to fast forward to now, you know, we always talk about our goal moment here on Let's Chat. And the goal moment is really when thought and execution come together. A lot of times we think about doing things but we don't do them. We're really mindful about how we speak to other people and how we speak into the lives of other people and less mindful about how we treat ourselves. So your goal moment is when (laughs) you decide to execute all those times that you told yourself you couldn't do something. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about your goal moment with Prove Magazine. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Y'all going to have me crying on here. So that's okay. We got tissue. We got tissue. <laughs> Woo, no. So I, so I, back in the days when I lived in DC, I had a magazine called the Mirror Online Magazine, and and I used to showcase just like different people. Like I had an author of the month. I had a 
a business of the month. I had a, a single man of the month and everything, and it was online, and it was pretty good, you know. And so I had took a break from that because I was trying to do it by myself, and my schedule got busy because I was still working full time. And so when I came up with the concept of the Dear Black Man Network, that was a lot. That was that was a lot too. So I was like, you know what? Let's go back to the magazine because that's what I really love and everything, and I had all these big plans, like, oh, I'm going to do a print magazine, and I'm going to have men in there from all over the world. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have men from all over the world, and I had all these big ideas, and, and the, my concept was expensive, and so I mm-hmm. sat down with this older black man who has this magazine that's got have, like, that every month he publishes, like, probably a hundred and something pages, and all over the world and everything, and he intimidated me so much that I shut it all down. Mm. I shut it all down. It was like, I can't even do it. And I remember one of my guy friends was like, Are you, I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe you're quitting. I can't. Like, he was really so disappointed in me, and I was like, I can't do it. He was like, but this is your vision. You're the only one that can do it. So for months, mm-hmm. I quit. Like, I absolutely quit. And so mm-hmm. probably a couple months ago, I woke up, and God said, how, how dare you quit on me? How oh. dare I give you an assignment and you quit on me? This ain't got nothing to do with you. Do what I asked you to do, and I got the rest. And I started, wow. and we are now a print magazine. We did our first print issue, and, you know, and, and I could be honest, because I'm, you, Michelle is very honest. Um, the first magazine, the first one went out on print, um, and I had my headaches. Headaches already and stuff And I'm like I don't even like this I, I want to do it a certain way I want to do it another way and stuff like that So my team driving my team crazy Because I'm like okay we got to find another printer And stuff like that So, But I'm proud because I did it I did it and we were able to have Men from all over We have men from Barcelona, Spain All over the United States And mm-hmm. it's amazing It's amazing So I'm excited But because I'm kind of like a perfectionist it's only going to get better and better and better and better. Because if I'm going to serve, if I'm going to give a product, i got to make sure you guys are getting something really, really good where you're going to want to spend your money and actually look through it and smile and feel good and heal from whatever you're going through. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got the magazine, you got it up and running, and you didn't stop. Because I, I, I heard that in your voice, like, I just want to change it. I just want to make it something different. But you like, I'm not going to stop this time because I learned my lesson I last can't. time. I'm not about to do that. Okay. Okay. I, I have another question now about the release that's catered to, you know, other than black men. So that's coming out It's probably the end of this week. So, yeah. So oh. I, I couldn't just release one. I had to release because Dang Thing. So you hear me talk about Dang Thing all the time. There's another magazine called Dang Thing. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. all you do is talk about black men, you know, and stuff like that. But yet and still I have people, the women are the ones that's in my inbox. Those are the ones who are some of my clients and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to showcase you guys too. I didn't want it to be just a black thing. I wanted to be able mm-hmm. to show. Dang thing is more about Latanya Michelle. It's more about you might find the celebrities in there that I interview. You're going to find everything about confidence and love and self-esteem and everything. So I love Prue. Prue is my baby. But dang thing, mm-hmm. dang thing is going to sell my funkiness. So, yeah. Oh, 
All right now. I love it. I love it. Now let's talk a little bit about Tiger's Eye 360. I mean, you 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 doing some things over there, Miss Lady, media mogul. Or are we trying to, you know? Mm. You know, I, I believe that it's important. I'm one of those people that if I see something I don't like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to fix it. And I'm going to fix it and try to do it my way. So I can't complain because if we complain, mm-hmm. what's the point of complaining? So I got tired of seeing all the negative energy, images that we put out on black people and, you know, on the uh, reality shows, like us sisters don't get along. The first time we talked, we was in love with each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or, yeah. there's no such thing as black love and everybody has a broken relationship. Like they put us out there. To we And we look bad. And so I just decided that I was going to create a media outlet and we can talk on different topics to show mm-hmm. examples that they don't get on the everyday. So we're in the middle of production now. We were, we should have been done on a lot of projects, but COVID-19 hit. So we put a pause on it. And that's a beautiful thing because the more time, the better. Um, so we have like, um, I'm interviewing different people on different topics from all over, like a series called What is Black Love? So I interviewed different couples. Um, we have a series called, um, oh, what is it called? Is there, a, is there a pot of gold at the other end of the rainbow? And that's dedicated to the LGBTQ community because I think one of the things that the problems that we have in today's society is that we pass judgment on people and we have no idea what we're passing judgment on. We don't take the time to understand anything. And if it's something that we don't believe in, it's automatic taboo and wrong. But yet and still, we want someone to look at us and respect us and understand us, but we don't take mm-hmm. the time to do it for somebody else. So with Tiger Eyes 360 Media Group, we're teaching, we're healing, we're pouring into people and it's not just blacks, I mean, but it's a lot, majority of that. But we are we, we are trying to let people see, yo, y'all, we can do this. We can do mm-hmm. this. We have to learn to release. We have got to release our past because when we do, we see the true heaven where we, we, where we deserve. Mm. Absolutely. That's so true. Very true. Yeah. Now, what is one of your favorite memories related to your journey into media? Um, probably when I had Patty LaBelle cry. Uh, I'm not even, listen, um, <laughs> we got accepted. We got accepted to go to a, uh, an event in, I think, in Mississippi, Alabama. I don't know, one of those places and stuff. And it was, a Legends Award, so it was Patti LaBelle, um, uh, uh, Teddy Riley, Kirk Franklin. I mean, and it was great. Um, and I promised myself that that interview that I was going to do something totally different and I wasn't going to ask the same typical questions or have the same typical conversations that every guy get, every person gets when they interview. Like, we, there's the same questions. So what's your latest song about? And all, who cares? Like, I, I want it to be different. Like, I want to tap into people's spirits so the fans can, can appreciate more about that person and realize that they're human, just like us mm-hmm. and stuff. So with Patty, 
I basically, she got to me and everything. And I don't know, we just had a sister mama moment and everything and was hugging. And I was like, yo, I thank you for paving the way, you know, and, and you being, you believing in yourself and taking a step on your, on who you are is how we're able to do some of the things that we do. She was like, you're going to make me cry. And then you see a teardrop. And it was just powerful because I was like, yo, mom, I made me cry. <laughs> so, you know, me and Teddy Robin had a conversation about, I'm like, what's your favorite food? He looked at me like, did you just ask me what my, I did. He was like lasagna. And we went on a whole conversation about when he get off the road and how he goes and eat lasagna and go bowling and everything. Things that mm-hmm. people don't talk about, but that's them. That's what makes him who he is. That's his routine. You know, I would rather know who Teddy is the person than the artist. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of times that would draw, that's what really draws people in. You know, when you have your brand and you out here, you moving around, you know, it's the packaging. Um, everybody has right. eye candy. For authors, it's your book cover. For um, For artists, it's you. You are the packaging. You you are what draw people in. Your why for doing what you do and the things about you, and that's how people connect with you. And that connection and them resonating with your music and w- or whatever moves that you're making that creates more of mouth. Because now you're like, listen, I heard this interview. I saw Teddy. You not now everybody yes. like Teddy Ray. Who was that girl? Let me tell you about him. Yes. Word of mouth. Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Now, this is Tony Michelle. I want to, I want to go back. Um, you know, our our topic tonight is creativity and expansion. Can you share Hold how on. you have to have? Our topic is creativity and expansion. Okay, that's our topic tonight. Can you okay. share with us because you've had such a diversified journey and you've done things and you've not done things and you stopped doing things. Can you tell us how important a role is to have both of those when you're trying to uh, succeed in anything that you do. Creativity and what was the other word? Expansion. 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 First Mm -hmm. of all, this is something that everybody needs to know. Failure, Mm -hmm. failure, failure is the norm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I have failed a thousand and one times, probably more than that. But I, I get back up, and I, right. I I I look at things like there's a, I live in Atlanta, so there's a thousand one of us who do the same thing, who do the same media, who we do the we go to the same event, we interview the same people, and I mm-hmm. always try to think about being different and what would I, what would I want to see, what would I what do I want to see, what bores me or whatever, and somehow to mm-hmm. figure out a way to make it different. Creativity is everything. Creativity is everything. We, even though there's a whole bunch of us, we are have different personalities. We have different approaches, you know. So you have got to find out what works for you, and you got to take it to a total different level. If you stand out because of the way that you look, you also have to perfect the way that you speak and how you treat people. And you just got to be creative. Like, uh-huh. I'm freaking I'll be 50 years old um, in November, you know, but I'm still at my best 
re reinventing myself. I have a team of people who like, oh no, Tanya, you got to do this. You got to. I'm I'm a tom, I'm a tomboy. I would rather be sitting at home chilling. I'm an introvert in real life. I'm an introvert. I'd rather be at home chilling and everything. But I understand that my brand is important. I understand mm-hmm. that when they tell me we got a makeup artist here, you got to put all this makeup on, you got to get dressed up. I'm complaining the whole time, but I understand that I have to go and I have to keep these people interested in me just as much as I'm interested in them. Right. So you have Absolutely. to come, come, come up with different stuff. You got to be creative. You, you, because every so many people do not have creativity. They just want they do mm-hmm. stuff, but they don't have creativity. So you got to find a way to what you do and what you love to keep it going and keep it exciting. Just like a relationship, you can't just get mm-hmm. with somebody and get comfortable. You got to keep impressing that person you got to keep letting that person know that you appreciate them like you have to do date nights and you have to do creative you can't just have sex in the bedroom come on let's you you have don't get me started y'all because i will <laughs> you know because <laughs> i will i will so, so listen we're gonna do what he said she said uh live segment so you know we're gonna have you come back on and talk that talk with us i'm now. ready <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. But creativity is important. And I'm a creative person. So I'm always like this morning, I was asleep. I fell asleep like 11 o'clock. I jumped up at two o'clock this morning and jumped on my computer because I had an idea. And my website is now done because I had that idea and I couldn't move. So I'm always trying to be different and change things up because that's how you keep people's interest. Expansion is very important. Expansion mm-hmm. is very important, especially now, COVID-19, if it didn't teach you guys anything, us anything, is that how talented we are and how we mm-hmm. need to learn how to take care of ourselves and make money off of who we are. So either you're going to either mm-hmm. come up with an idea and make your money or you're going to find some great people that you can trust, that you can collab with because you can't just make T-shirts now. you got to take this T-shirt to a total different level you got to find somebody mm-hmm. to wear that T-shirt that's going to take you. You, ha- you cannot be small-minded at this point. You that's have right. to grow, grow, like my magazine. So it was just like, you know, people are like, well, you're in Atlanta. It doesn't matter where I live. I don't want it in Atlanta. So let me find some people in different countries. So when I first got my first response, and it's in Spanish, I'm screaming, I'm crying and everything because I live in Spain, and that's like my favorite person in the world. So for me to get mm-hmm. my first response and people are tripping about my magazine in Spanish, come on. So Can't get any better to, than that. <laughs> right, right. You know, so it's like, and so I couldn't just do the magazine. I, could, I couldn't just do Prove because Prove is just one audience. I had to come up with dang thing because that's a total different audience of people who are watching me and who wants to be a part of me. So, okay, I'm going to make right. you guys a part of me. Then I had to create the media because guess what? I'm still a life coach. I have two different businesses. I'm still a life coach, and I'm still hearing what everybody's saying. So my true love is people and my love coach. So let's take advantage of this and what they're saying, and let's put a camera in front of these people and let them express themselves because while they're healing, they can heal other people too. And guess what? Where'd they get it from? Tiger Eyes 360 Media. Let's do it. 
Absolutely. We love it. Love it. Now, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun with our guests. Uh, so, T is uh -oh. going to give you a fun question. Oh, uh, no. I don't know what it is. It's all on T. Don't make it personal. I'm going to say clutch your pearls if you got them on. Matter of fact, go ahead and just take them off, put them on the table. <laughs> Thank you for sharing some of your time with us. But your fun question tonight is, you are running a marathon, but before you cross the finish line, you pass the person who was in second place. In what place did you finish the marathon? Huh? I passed the person that what? Wait a minute. Hold up. First of all, okay. me running the marathon is a joke. First of all, that is right there. I don't even go with you. But anyway, come on, let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read it. Again. I'm gonna say it again. You're running a marathon, but before you cross the finish line, you pass the person who was in second place. What place did you finish the marathon? Second. Ah, oh, see, it wasn't so hard. That's your final answer, right? <laughs> I had to think for a second. Hold up. Wait, I man, heard you thinking over there. This is really right. This is simple. This is simple. I can figure this out. I won't look stupid. Okay. <laughs> I heard you thinking hard over there, girl. It was coming through the airwaves. Ooh, dude. This is why you have to have a CPA because I suck at numbers. So I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I could have gave you another one with numbers. Next time, oh, no. Next no, time. No, 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 no. Oh, that was cool. I could get with that one. You can get it. Okay, good. Yeah. That means you'll come back. I'll come back. Yes, we're gonna have back. you. We're gonna have you back. This is gonna be a live show though, and we're gonna be talking that talking, and you can be able to listen. Cause sometimes we gotta uh -oh. talk about it. So we're gonna be talking yes, about intimacy, relationships, all that what? good stuff. Lady, yes. Lady. Y'all know I'm a y'all know I'm a, a brand ambassador. My uh, sex coach just launched her business, so I am her one of her brand ambassadors. So I'm all about talking that intimacy. We have to understand who right. we are and Let's how we create. We better walk into that. What? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have Love Myatt on, who is a um a sex therapist from Detroit and an author. She's going to be on. We've had her on our show before, but she's going to come on talk that talk with us as well. So, yeah, you're going to have to come back on in here, and we're going to have to talk yes. about some things. Uh-oh. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> we so Absolutely. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media where everyone can grab uh, Prove Magazine. Yes. yes. Um, you can grab your, your uh, issue of Prove Magazine. It's print only at ProveMag, P-R-O-V-E-M-A-G.com. Um, we also have BlackMenWorldwide.com. Excited about that. Um, everybody's saying it's Prove Online because at one time it was online. It was like, no, we're just doing the print. But all our good stuff is going to be on Black Men Worldwide because we want to flaunt and throw black, positive black men in everybody's faces over and over 
So um, both those pages are Instagram and Facebook page too, Black Men, WW, and Prove MAG. Um, you can find me at I am the Dang Thing on Instagram, um, Dang Thing on Facebook, D A N G T H A N G. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, YouTube, YouTube, because I have my talk show that launches. That launched. We did a pre-show last Tuesday, and we take a break this week, and we start the season off next Tuesday. All we all I do is interview black men from all over the world. Um, so I'm excited about that. So we have a YouTube page, uh, dear black men. I mean, I'm sorry, black men worldwide. And ladies, don't don't get mad because we also have black ladies worldwide that we're launching in a couple months. All right. Okay. You better do that thing. We so appreciate you coming and kicking with us. It's in the chat room. We will see you when you come back in and talk that talk with us. But you are welcome anytime. Your clients are welcome anytime. We appreciate you, and we thank you for your support. Thank you, ladies. Keep rising. Thank you. You do the same. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, that was awesome, that was awesome. See, wasn't it? It was. Her energy was infectious. Yeah, if she's like that, let me tell you, when I talked to her on the phone, it was like instantly hit it off. Like she's a, a whole vibe. Just but it's not mm-hmm. you know how when you meet people in this business, no, she's always just her her mm-hmm. aura is just fabulousness. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. You could feel it just in the whole interview. She was she was great. <laughs> Absolutely. We have our next fabulous guest coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Actor, uh, I'm sorry, author, activist, philanthropist, and singer, Far Myers. Hey, how you doing? We are good. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You are so very very welcome. welcome. Now, here in the chat room, we love our listeners to be able to know and get to know uh, our our fabulous guests. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey. All right. So I'm 21. Um, I started writing music back in, like, ninth grade. I'm actually a rapper. I do a little bit of the singing, but I really um, rap. So I started rapping in about ninth grade. I'm from New Jersey, but I live in the in Pennsylvania right now, the Poconos. Um, I do a lot of local events, you know, for other upcoming artists as well. I do coat drives. I have three self-published poetry books, and I'm just here to promote the message of being loud with being you, and don't live with other people's expectations and be true to self. And that's so privileged. That's the brand that I represent and want the whole world to um, resort and recognize with, you know? Oh, that's a lot going on for someone so young at 21 years old. Can you tell us a little bit about young. the music? <laughs> really? Yeah, so, yeah, I don't feel young at all. But, yeah, my music, so with my music, I, I speak about a lot of different um, topics from songs of, obviously, intimacy, dealing with women, Dealing with the struggle of being a black man, you know, dealing with a dysfunctional home sometimes because uh, a toxic home could be just as detrimental to your mental health as being in in prison, you know. Not not mm-hmm. to, like, say that they're the same, but it still it does a lot of damage, you know. So I talk mm-hmm. about a lot of different 
topics, not just from my perspective, but from perspective of peers, perspective of mm-hmm. what you see on the news, these stories, these documentaries that I watch, books that I read. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give what I learned and the philosophy that I know and um, what I want people to learn. And that's, I feel like that's my goal as an artist is to make people want to look within deep within themselves and express what their true core purpose is to help them find their purpose mm-hmm. in life. Wow, that's pretty deep. Now, you know, we're coming, we're trying to come. Some places are kind of right. reverting back, but we're trying to come out of a place with this pandemic that has forced us, you know, to be confined and to be right kept at home. And a lot has mm-hmm. been going on as far as, you know, some of the things that you talked about, dysfunctional home, being having a toxic home, and, and just being right. around people where you normally wouldn't be 24-7. How has right. this changed your outlook on, on all the things that you read and you write and you, you know, you do your poetry about? How has this changed your vision of it? Um, I wouldn't say it, mag- it, it, it magnified my vision. Um, mm. With all that's going on right now, I feel like it gives a lot of people more time. People can't escape from their problems no more. That's what I feel like is, is happening right that's now. True. And people are forced. People are forced now to sit in a room, four walls, and look at themselves and really figure out what's going on with them and what are they. Do they lack discipline? You know, do they lack effort? Mm -hmm. Do they lack passion? Do they lack purpose? People are forced now to figure out what it is that they're lacking and what it is that they got to deal with. So I feel like it put everybody under a a moral microscope, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, it didn't really, Mm -hmm. like I said, it didn't really change anything. It just made me more find myself more as well because when you searching for yourself it's a never-ending journey you know every every day every step every loss every win you're figuring more things out about yourself so it just helped me understand more about me honestly and help me get more focused there's nothing that I can do to necessarily distract myself I can't really go shopping I can't really go out and hang with friends because you know I live with my grandma right now so I can't I can't afford mm-hmm. um, to hang out all the time and do these things and possibly bring that back home Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it made me focus on myself and focus also on what can I do to enhance the message that I'm trying to give out? What can I do to help inspire others to, to want to get active? Mm. Now, what you just said is powerful because you live with your grandma and this affects, you know, those are that in that age realm. But a lot, a lot of our youth tend to not see that, tend to not see the importance of, of those in their lives that it could possibly affect because they may feel that it won't affect them. What would you say to them regarding that? I would say cherish your loved ones. You know, if you don't, if you, if you're living for self, that's, that's selfish. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would just say be mindful because would you be able to live with knowing that maybe that, that person passing is on you? Would you be able mm-hmm, to live with right. that? Just really sit there and That's think right. about that. That's something I think about every day that I, I leave the house. So I, I very I be cautious, and you know she's always on my tail about giving me hand sanitizer <laughs> and all this stuff. All right, so, listen. So she I, understand. I understand. There you go. Wipe you know? this down. Wipe this down. Don't let them in your face <laughs> yeah. that much either. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Make sure it's clean. If it's not clean, don't eat there. <laughs> A hundred percent, yes, a hundred percent. That's exactly how she is. And also this this era, you know, my era, my era is a different era. You know, my era, 
it's a completely different era. I, I feel like we're mm-hmm. I don't know who I don't know who's to blame. I don't know if it's media, I don't know if it's parenting. I don't know if I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's a lot of things that we have to overcome and and start looking at that's not because people want to normalize um having bad etiquette, having bad grammar, having attitudes and not dealing with it, not not admitting when they're wrong. That's what my generation um right now deals with. You know, they don't really like to be wrong. My generation is very prideful. They don't really like to take wisdom and take heed to the elders. Right now, my generation is in the phase of disrespecting um, ones that came before us and not really paying homage and, and trying to get game and trying to understand, you know? I don't know where that comes from. Absolutely. I, and I, I kind of think it comes from um, they they this generation was born into somewhat of a privilege um, because and I okay. say that because most of the time your parents are really trying to make sure you don't have to um, experience some of the things that they experience. So we tend we tend to overlove them. We tend to, you know, let them know you can have whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. And all those things are true. Um, but yeah. there's also a, the way that you carry yourself is very important um, and what kids right. see. So if you're not demonstrating what you want them to see, not only just mm-hmm. by yourself, but those people that you bring around them. You know, this is right. a fatherless this is a fatherless generation. Majority of the kids right. in this generation did not have a father, so they don't know how to be a man. They don't know what a man's supposed to look like. You know, right. and mm-hmm. and and those girls, you know, they are taught that, you know, be independent. Do that you know, your daddy is the one that tells you to be independent. You know what I'm saying? So now you have these right. girls that are operating in their masculine energy. And they don't right. know how to move it around. They don't know how to, to soften up because it's like, go to school, do this, do that. Girls are, are taught to sit down and be still. Boys are taught to really right. be all over the place. So now that we need to rein them in, it's a little difficult um, with this generation. Yeah. What are some of the things you think that this generation needs to be able the, to uh, pull it together? The first thing I believe is community. I, I highly... I believe I believe in community. Um, I believe that you know barbershops aren't the same. Barbershops back then, you know, people would just go to barbershop. That was a man's sanctuary. You had a lot of older guys that was father figures in the community. I know back then, um, your neighbors was able to put you in check. Nowadays, it's not like that. And I feel like community is the first thing that's important. I feel like that's the that's the first step into bringing a uh, a more better state of mind for my generation the first thing most definitely is community i think the second thing is understanding understanding why um your peer is maybe upset or why your peer acts that way that's why i believe psychology mm-hmm. should be a class that that should be a made a main class it shouldn't be an elective i believe everybody should take psychology that should be a, a real class inside all school systems whether it's in middle school or high school, it should be, in my opinion, it should be a requirement because it'll give you a better understanding. Like, you know what, she lit, uh, that, 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 that 15 year old is is not mad at me. She's mad at the world because nobody ever loved her. So I understand. I'm mm. I'm a, I'm gonna have a little more tolerance for you. I'm gonna try to cater to you a little differently than I would do 
and you, to people that's privileged because you didn't come from that life. So I got to learn how to maneuver and adapt to who you are and your circumstances and where you come from. You know, not all, not everybody's the same. So I think those are the first are you, two things, community and understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm. You sure you're 21 years old? Cause you sound I know, like you're right? 35. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I told you I feel older. You know, I just, I, I, so, I dedicated now, it to my grandma. Now listen, <laughs> the only way you feeling older at 21 is because you done hit your head a couple of times before 21. <laughs> And, and and grandma had to get you right. Yeah, yeah, I had my triumphs, you know, and that, I put it all in the music. I put it all in my books, and I put it all in my actions to try to, you know, make better, make light. Absolutely. I He's love it. I love it. Giving grandma props, giving her a heads up. Yeah, I got up. to. Good job, grandma. <laughs> now, now, what sure. word or phrase would you describe your music to be? Well, I'm going to say self-privilege because that's my brand. And so I'll say just, yeah, self-privilege. And self-privilege just represents finding your purpose and contributing to the world, contributing your purpose to the world, you know. So one word, but one word I would say timeless, timeless. Yeah, timeless, 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 yeah, for sure. Because no matter, I believe um, no matter when you hear it, if you hear it the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, it could probably still, you'll probably still be able to remember the first time you heard it. What were you doing? How did you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like songs mm-hmm. like that are the most important because I think music is the closest thing we have to a time machine. You know, it's, it's a lot of songs that I can hear and it just brings me back and close my eyes and it just brings me back to, you know, how the sun was, you know, how, what car I was in, what, you know, was my allergies bothering me or not, you know? So I would say mm-hmm. timeless. Mm-hmm. 100%. Now, where where does your creativity flow from? A lot, a lot. It, it flows from a lot. Um, a lot of it comes from experience. You know, it comes from me wanting to try to enlighten others um, on looking at things from a different perspective. Sometimes you got to make decisions outside of your ego. So I feel like mm-hmm. with my music. I wanted to express that it's okay to have, as a human, it's okay to go through different moods. You, it, it, it's, it's a human nature for us to one day be happy, one day be sad, one day be mad, one day, you know, be a little a little tired, overwhelmed, you know. So through my music, mm-hmm. I just wanted to express that it's okay to feel. I feel like us as a whole, as a society, is they praise being numb more than being feeling. It's like they want us to be robots. You know, they praise yeah. the numb. Right, you're you're too you're too emotional or ah you uh, you can't do this. Why why are you tripping? Why are you mad? It's like I'm not entitled to mm-hmm. feel because you don't see it mm-hmm. as a big deal. You don't see it a certain way. You know. So my mm-hmm. my my inspiration it comes from it comes from a lot, but mainly just me trying to enlighten and just give hope. To people that's been in my position and people around the world that have been told they can't make it in music or they can't make it as a big, um, they can't make it as mayor, they can't make it as a teacher. That's my biggest inspiration to prove. I rather prove myself right than to prove them wrong. You know, and that's that's the biggest inspiration. 
I think it also that 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 tends to be the problem with a lot of our youth. They're not in tune with their true feelings, and they react they react to society the way they think society feels that they should react. Yeah, or feel. And that and that and that goes a lot to what I was saying at the beginning of people. You know, that's what self privilege means. You know, being true to self. I actually have a song called True to Self, and it talks about me overcoming people's expectations. And you know, I had people tell me, oh, you need to start making songs like this and make songs like this. Well, it's like, why? That's not even me. You mm-hmm. know, it's not even me to make songs like this. That's, that's out of my character. I'm not going to try to sell myself to the world and then find out that's not even me. And people are like, wow, that's not playing a role. Right. I don't want to exactly. be an artist that's known. I don't want to be one of those artists that's known to play a role. I want to be one of the artists that people look at and be like, wow, he's real through all time. Like, he's human. He makes mistakes. He's not perfect, and he's not claiming to be perfect, but he but he mm-hmm. knows that God is still working on him. Mm. So that's all. And that's the maturity of part of you where you even realize that, you know, you don't want to be something that you're not because that tends to be the norm. You know, people get into a business, and then they start to change because that's what right. people want them to do. Right, right. And it's, it's important, I think, all uh, – I think um, individualism is very important, you know, in a world of everybody's trying to be somebody, but nobody wants to be the one. So, and then, all right, you better preach. preach. (laughs) And at the same time, that's so true. But, you know, I think especially in this day and age, there's seesaw vision. And what I mean seesaw vision, um, by seesaw vision is they see it. They see it. They can feel it. They can touch it. Right. But they don't see the in-between. They don't see what what it takes to get this picture to become reality. And so they right. lack they lack the ability um, to have that work ethic, you know, because they think it's just supposed to be given to them. Um, and that's yes. and that's not a truth. You know, you have to work for anything that that it is that you want, um, and you have to be able to um, make yourself knowledgeable you got to know what you know because you know it not just because somebody told you and you got to stand in your truth and be okay with it you have to walk um with integrity at all times how have you grown um now that you're 21 how do you feel that you have grown um i think that's a that's a question i never that's a question i never asked myself (laughs) um i think I grown I think I've grown in terms of like I said earlier, understanding. I don't really um react at situations the way I once would. I've also grown in ways of learning that it's not just about the music, it's about the people you touch. You know, because when you first start making music it's like, wow, this is so dope, you know, I'm getting views, I'm getting plays. I'm getting likes, but then you look at it like it's deeper than that. You know, I I start to I started actually falling in love with the process. At the beginning, it's like I just want to get on. Like ah, dang, a year passed. I'm not there yet. You know, two years passed. But falling in love with the process and making the art from the heart, I think that's the most important part of the journey. You know, um, so I think I definitely grown in terms of the artistry and understanding the process that it doesn't come overnight, and you got to utilize your resources, you got to utilize your muses, you got to utilize 
um, the ones that believe in you. Because support, support goes a long way. Support goes a long way mm-hmm. from even just two people, you know. And also, mm-hmm. just like you said earlier with um, integrity and identity, I just got done reading Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton. Mm-hmm. And that book helped me a lot. I've been doing a lot more reading. That book helped me. I got a bunch of books that I read. I try to read like three a month. And that helped me a lot, too, um, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on you and your morals and your principles. And like you said earlier, a lot of us from our generation, a lot of people in general, don't have morals and principles. That's why they're always in conflict on did they right did they make the right decision? But if they had all their morals and principles in place, they would never have to question that because it's like it's true to my um to my principles and beliefs, you know? Mhm. I don't know, Lee. He he has the makings and the tools to, to have to have longevity in this business because he sounds like he has his head <laughs> on right. You know, he has his grandma behind him. You know, he's his own person. So we we commend you for that and and for realizing that at such a young age. Absolutely. Now, we have one of your songs. We're going to play a little bit of your music. Um, Okay. We actually have, she sent us Walks in War. Tell us a little bit about this album. So Walk in War, that's like track six on my project titled Self Privilege, the EP on all major streaming platforms. And mm-hmm. Walking Wars, it just talks about everyone in this in society, everyone in this world is literally walking with something they're going through. You know, whether it's walking in the street, you know, you see somebody walking, it's a lot of problems that they're dealing with, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, financially, um, you know, at work, whatever the case may be, everybody has these problems going on in their life. So Walking Wars is just the title and the soundtrack of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you never know what somebody's going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Very true, very uh-huh. true. Well, here we go, Kafaris Walks in War. All right, let's go. Whoever told them power never came from gaining knowledge. It's easier to get more guns and drugs than way to college. Social media got us faking that like we got it. When really depression is holding all my people hostage. It's life though. Circumstances don't circumcise the way your life go. How these kids sacrifice principles going viral. These many fathers seeing in the hood. It's like a cycle. Used to be used, killed or be killed. It's called survival, yeah. Who knew patience was a hidden blessing? When you black, every day is a fight just like a second. Girls having kids in high school only as a freshman. Boys and gangs thinking it would and could protect them. It's a war going on outside. That boy five and it's crazy that that boy cried. Granny raised him just like his parents wasn't alive. Parents was fiends and they put that boy straight to the side. Yeah, having hoes don't make you a G. Buying chains and clothes, but do that make you feel free? Since when they hate cock, all the love in the fleet. And it's so they want us, but it's not the place just to be. Larceny and manipulation, a strategy Knocking on doors like Jehovah Witness Was a tragedy, no thoughts and actions Just cause it was based on apathy They popping pills as a way of escaping reality Damn tough road 
Niggas can't show how they feel. I think my era confused on how to keep it real. Alienized in the ones that's putting effort trying to build. Crazy how this one stick could really get you killed. We need more role models. Poverty got us in pictures, that's its own models. Open your mind, change your perspective, and make your own model. The destruction to the trail, it led to so hollow, so hollow. We need more role models. Poverty got us in pictures as its own model. Open your mind, change your perspective, make your own model. Yeah. The trail of destruction led to a place that's so hollow. Letter you, you wanna talk about it? Hey, I just wanna breathe. Alright, alright, alright! Yeah! You sure you're 21? Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Listen, you better keep doing what you're doing. Stay focused. And when, sure, if you find sure. yourself mad, if you find yourself frustrated, I want you to ask yourself why. And I say this because a mm. lot of times we don't never we never ask ourselves why, and we never ask ourselves mm. about the intent of what we're doing at the time. You know, a lot of times right. things that we do and how we react can be controlled if we ask ourselves why, because a lot of that is ego mm. and pride, and ego and pride right. will put you in a trick bag every time. Mhm, for sure, most definitely, most definitely. That's some good advice. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something a little fun. T going to give you a okay. fun question. I don't know what it's going to be. I'll come up with them questions. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Go ahead, T. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask him the same question I asked our first guest because it's just something about him, Lee. Now, now, I don't know if you may remember, we used to have these big box of crayons that had every color under the rainbow in it. Now, you are a color in that box, or you can make up your own. What color best describes you and why? Wow. Where do you guys get these questions from? (laughs) (laughs) See, you're 21. See, you're 21. That's okay. That's a good question. That is a good question. Wow. Hmm. There's so many facets of you. Now, you have to have a color in there, or you can even combine a color or make up a color. You can you make have up to your be own in color. That box. That's right. right. I think, make up your own. I think I'll be uh, kind of like transparent black, if that makes sense. A transparent, oh. I think I'll be like a transparent black. So it'll be like, I'll be like a black that got like little little glitters in it. That I mean it's like see through. It's kind of like a see through black and it has like little mm-hmm. glitter sparkles in it. I think I think that will rep I think that would um represent I me like well. that. Because I like that one, I, the reason the reason for it being see through is because I'm always, you know, doing my best to be true to me and giving you all of me. You know, so therefore you know me. You you seeing through me. I'm being transparent with you. You know, I'm being honest, uh-huh. so you can see through me. The sparkles is just to represent that even in you know a crayon box full of so many different colors, I still can shine. 
I can outshine mm. them and mm-hmm. do that while being black. Mm. You better. So I, you better. I think, Come on now. Yeah, I think I think that'll be my friend. <laughs> you sure you're pointing yeah. on Listen, we're yeah. going to have to check your ID. Check, we're going to have to check your ID. I don't know. You might not be telling the yeah. You know, everybody got in the industry hey. got this thing about age. They be 55. Hey, nah. I'm, talking, I'm 24. <laughs> no. 21. I'm a Pisces. I just turned 21 in uh, March. Wow. Okay, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for now, sure. You put I some thought into that, Kapa. You put some thought yeah. into that. I like that. That's a good question. Thank you. We question. do our I best like y'all here on the chat. Y'all, can y'all send me like a link <laughs> of all y'all questions? Can y'all send? <laughs> we we just come good up with the questions. I want to ask them. We just come up with the questions. We don't have a list of questions. <laughs> wow. We so just us, we just us being us. You know, that's the uniqueness of us chat. <laughs> Yeah, that's y'all got some great questions. <laughs> we thank you. For that. <laughs> we so for appreciate sure. you coming and kicking with us in the chat room. We want you to thank shout you. out all your social media, the name of your project again, and when everybody can expect it in any events or interviews you have coming up. All right, so Kafar Myers, which is Kafar K A S A R underscore Myers M Y E R S. That's my social for everything. That's for Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, my YouTube. You can find more out about me. You can personally get connected with me on my website, which is selfprivileged.com. Um, I have an EP called Self Privileged, the EP, out on all streaming platforms under the name Kafar Myers. It's on Amazon. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Tidal. It's on Apple Music. It's on Google Play. I have three poetry books you can find on selfprivileged.com. You can find it on barnesandnobles.com or you can find it on amazon.com. It's called So Full of Me, So Full of More, or you can look up So Full of More, the special edition. And do I have, I'm trying to think, and I and I do have a single out right now called Forever Fades, and it's going to be some more music coming very soon. Mm-hmm. We wish you nothing but the best, before We really do. Thank you. I appreciate so you having me so having much. You. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Yes, so Thank very you. welcome. Thank you for coming and joining All us right. in the chat room. Thanks for your support. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Good leash. <laughs> yes, girl. Thank thank you, Grandma. Grandma, you did it. Yes. Yes, he Listen, did. <laughs> you got him right on together, Grandma. Yes, you did get him together. Mm-hmm. 21, and he got very his proud. head on right. Yes, I love it. I love be it. Very, we are be very proud. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We so appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us in the chat room on today. We will see you guys Thursday for Let's Chat Live. We're going to have the fabulous Teresa B. Howe, Andrew Hess, and Blake Carrington. They're going to be kicking it with us uh, in our live feed on Facebook as well as YouTube. And then you can also check Let's Chat Live out on Ebony TV. Uh, that is our other platform. If you want to be able to advertise with less chat, no worries. Send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, send your name to let's chat radio at gmail.com. And, and don't guys, forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
hit that bell so you're notified every time we upload a show. And thank you for all our followers and your support. Absolutely. We will be back into the studio on Friday. We'll have the Black Authors Matter uh, tour takeover. So we will have three authors from that tour in here coming to kick it with us um, and talk that talk. And we will see y'all on Thursday. Good night, everybody.